Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. This is your host, Stephanie, and today is part two of my conversation with Kendra Tierney. If you haven't listened to part one, definitely take a listen so you can learn a little bit more about liturgical living, and Kendra's going to give some simple tips in this part two of our conversation about how you can do liturgical living when you have little ones, and she was still able to do some of those things she loves to do as a family and their family traditions when her um, second to youngest was in the hospital for over a month. Um, So I just love how practical these tips are and how it can really help your children see their faith as a part of daily life and that they're important in the family and these family traditions can be really powerful and something that sticks with them their whole life and things they can practice in their adulthood. So Kendra Tierney is from Catholic All Year and I love how she talks about liturgical living and um, it's just so beautiful the way that she practices her Catholic faith and I love what she shares. I've been inspired I have her book, The Catholic All Year Compendium, so I definitely encourage you to check that out. Um, It's on Amazon, other places you can get books, and it's really helpful to remember feast days and, you know, the different saints that are maybe obscure and ways that they celebrate in their family those special saint days. Um, I just love what Kendra shares, and I hope you're also inspired by what she shares in part two of our conversation, and you can connect with her by um, clicking the links in my show notes. And without further ado, here's our conversation. You know, you just got out of a pretty difficult season in your life where you were in the hospital with your second to youngest for a month. I'm sure you know the exact number of days, right? 37 days. Yes, it's five weeks. Yeah, so that's a long time. Um, And you know, obviously when crisis happens in your family or or just you're going through a hard time, it doesn't have to be that your child's hospitalized, but just a time in your life where you literally can't add one more thing. And the idea of liturgical living and adding something to your family life is just, it's that one thing that you you just can't even bear it. But, um, But let's say, you know, one of our listeners is going through a hard season And they do feel drawn to start including Catholic feast days, you know, in their family life, just really honoring the liturgical calendar, celebrating, um, you know, these beautiful saints. Like, what's something that you would say to that listener who's feeling overwhelmed in their life, who's maybe going through a crisis or just has a bunch of little kids, and they have this on their heart, they really want to have a liturgical living practice in their home, but they're just feeling super overwhelmed and like, I can't even print out a coloring page. Like, what would you say to that person just to kind of encourage them and, and help them and, and just, you know, maybe what you learned, um, that, that month of being in the hospital, because I'm sure some of the things that you had planned, you had to kind of let go of. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that it was, it was sort of eye-opening to me for the, of the things that I take for granted um, because we do, we have all of our Advent traditions and we were in the hospital for all, for, you know, the entire beginning of Advent and got home just before Christmas. Um, and, uh, and so it was, it did feel like, uh, like really having to give up something that, that was important to me, but I think that you do, you find the things that, that, that you really do love 
and and find a way to make those happen anyway. <coughs> um, so I had a little advent calendar that um, uh, that I uh, created through the um, through my blog shop, and and so it's just little feast day. Um, you know, just a little um, piece of paper to stick up each day. And we were able to still do that in the hospital. So I felt like um, that I was able to tell myself, you know, it, it's the bare minimum. It's, it's absolutely the minimum I could imagine doing. And yet it's, it, it was still something. So I felt like I hadn't had to give it up entirely. And I know not all, not everybody is, you know, has those exact same priorities. And, and I think that it's important to, to understand that when you're in a season of crisis or even just a season of a lot of little kids or, you know, morning sickness or a brand new baby that, that you're not going to get to everything that you might want to. You're certainly not going to get to everything that somebody on Pinterest or somebody on Instagram is doing, but the liturgical calendar starts up again every year. And if you doesn't work this year, you can try it again next year. Um, Mm -hmm. And we have really appreciated that part of it. And, you know, my kids remember us having done all of the things every year. And it is definitely not true because, you know, we go through seasons of, uh, of things. But what's great is the older kid, my older kids, my teenagers are now old enough to, to kind of pick up the slack and, and do things at home. But we picked the things that were most important to us and which is really what we started with, which was remembering the kids' name days, um, birthdays, of course, which isn't really liturgical living, but we do what we call the three special days, birthday, name day, which is the day, the feast day of your patron saint, and baptism anniversaries. And that five weeks while we were in the hospital, we celebrated, boy, I'm trying to remember, something like seven or eight seven, I think of our family, three special days in the hospital. Mm -hmm. And we were Mm -hmm. able to, you know, meet in the cafeteria or uh, in George's hospital room with takeout or a meal that somebody had brought to our family that we could bring with us to the hospital and still keep up those family traditions. And as much as, you know, it wasn't a birthday where you had all your friends over and, um, you know, it wasn't our traditional family birthday parties, but I think that, that those birthday and name day and baptism day celebrations are going to be really memorable for our kids because, you know, it was a way for us to feel that sort of normalcy as a family, even in a crazy situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. And I agree that, you know, the, celebrating your baptism day, even, you know, my three-year-old, it's made a huge impression on her. And, and even just the simplicity of bringing out the candle, lighting it and singing a little song. I mean, that even at the tender age of three, you know, they really do remember those simple things. And I think just remembering that God doesn't desire perfection. He like really sees what's that desire in our heart. And you know, if we're going through a tough season and all we can do is, you know, those three special days for our kids, that's enough. And so I just, I love that you shared that because it's very simple to just bring out the candle 
um, and sing a little something. And it, it, little kids love that. I mean, big kids too. Everybody likes to be, you know, acknowledged and, um, and that special day of when, you know, someone's baptized, it's good to remember that even more so than the birthday. I mean, it really is. I mean, it is a more important day. And Mm -hmm. I I love that there's a quote by, uh, St. Pope John Paul II, who had a really remarkable life and a lot of really remarkable days in his life. And when somebody Mm -hmm. asked him, what's the most important, uh, you know, day you've ever experienced. And he said, well, you know, it has to be my baptism day. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, you know, and there were 30 something years that I didn't know what my baptism day was. And, Mm and, and so with our kids, you know, we can tell them that things are important, but, but when we show them with our actions, you know, when we show them with our traditions that we, we really mean it, that your baptism is important. We, we, I mean it enough to dedicate a drawer in the dining room to it, to keep all their candles in. Um, Yeah. And that, that that's what I, I really feel like, you know, my kids, that's what makes it really seem important and meaningful that, that I'm, that we're going to have a special dinner, even if it's, you know, take out in the hospital courtyard, we're going to, mm-hmm. ha- we're going to remember this day because it was really important. And also that we chose their names for them because, you know, because we liked that the name, but also because we liked the association with a particular saint and we want them to understand that, that we want them to have a relationship and, you know, with that saint, we want to put them under the patronage of that saint. Um, so while we have then come to, to observe lots of other saints days over the years, those are really the ones that are, that are most important because that's the one that we want our kids to have a lifelong relationship with that saint and have recourse to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And this also leads into, um, what I was going to go to next, which is perfect about, you know, showing with our actions. And I am all about taking action. I am very much a doer struggle. I struggle to be, um, (laughs) but I love to leave people with an action item at the end of each episode. And so I'm just wondering what something that you'd like to leave our listeners with maybe an action item they could put into practice, during Lent or just something to keep in mind as they begin to try to implement liturgical living or increase what they're already doing, just anything that comes to mind that you'd you'd like to encourage um, the listeners to put into practice in the next week or two. I really think that the most important thing you can do is to get a liturgical wall calendar. Um, I sell one (laughs) in a digital or uh, or print version, but yes, the first ones that, yeah, <laughs> but the ones that I had for many years are the free ones that they give out at mass. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're usually sponsored by a funeral home and those work great because mm-hmm. the, the first step in liturgical living is just an awareness of it because a lot of us don't have that awareness at all. You know, it's not something that I grew up with, even though, you know, I'm a cradle Catholic, Um, but it just wasn't something anybody around us was doing. Mm -hmm. So you, I I really think that the most important action item 
for somebody who's just starting out is get one of those calendars, bring it home free from mass, hang it up on your wall and just become aware of these feast days. And, you know, that, that for me was the first step in, in sort of starting to, uh, in starting to observe them and maybe, you know, eventually we were, we cut out desserts on non-feast days and we had desserts on feast days. And that's just a really good way to win the hearts and minds of your kids mm-hmm. by dessert, you know? Yes, totally. And, um, and then it became, you know, trying to make special meals because I was going to make dinner anyway. And if I looked at that liturgical year wall calendar, I could put tacos on the Feast of the Mexican Martyrs and I could put spaghetti on one of the very many Italian saints and these, you know, this is stuff I was going to do anyway. Mm-hmm. And with just a little bit of, of planning ahead, and I am not a big plan ahead person, <laughs> I am a, <laughs> but I can look at that calendar on my way out the door to the grocery store and be like, oh, okay, great. I'm going to get this type of food and this type of food for next week and just put mm-hmm. it on that day. And it's something I was going to do anyway. And, mm-hmm. and it just makes our dinners that much more meaningful. Yeah, I love that. And I, I think that that's a simple way, like you said, you know, we all have to eat dinner. So us moms, we're going to do that anyway, might as well tie it to the Saints feast day and, and talk about them briefly at dinner. And um, I've noticed for myself, I do have your calendar and it's fabulous. I love um, the images. And um, anyway, it's, it's helpful to, like you said, have that awareness. And then um I just want to free anybody listening to just keep it simple. If like we were talking about, if it's a tough season, yeah, just making a dinner, like you said, that, that is, you know, the, the Mexican martyrs. Yeah. Taco night and tell your kids why you did it. Um, I think that's so freeing to be able to have a simple way to, to celebrate the liturgical calendar. Um, And yeah, thank you so much for your time, Kendra. I really appreciate you being here and and chatting with all of us and sharing what you've learned over the years. Um, And it's such a unique passion. And I just, I love, I love what you share. And I I love that, you know, you wrote a book and and you have a lot of resources in there um, and also on your blog. So if you could just share with people how they can find you and, and get those lovely resources. um, And I will link everything in the show notes for people. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and thanks so much for having me, Stephanie. Um, (laughs) yeah, my blog is, uh, catholicallyear.com. There's a blog part of it and the shop part of it. I have, um, you know, liturgical living resources there like prayer books, uh, and, uh, St. Quotes, other images, things that, that have been useful to, to us sort of visually and in practice to try to, remember some of these old traditions. Uh, I'm also on Facebook as I think it's uh, Kendra Tierney Catholic all year over there. And I'm on Instagram as Kendra Kendra underscore Tierney and also as Catholic all year. Um, And uh, uh, my books are available on Amazon. I have the Catholic all year compendium. I have a book on confession and I have the monthly prayer books and also um, some prayer books for kids that uh, have been useful for us. Fabulous. Thanks, Kendra. 
appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm so grateful to have you here as a part of this community. And if you love listening to these episodes as much as I love sharing them with you, hit subscribe on your podcast app. And if you're an Android user, you can download the Stitcher app and subscribe there. That way you know every time a new episode goes live. Thanks for being here, friend. Bye for now.